Louis Erickson has agreed to a six-year deal with Vancouver Canucks. Yo, what up, sports? Actually, I was going to try a new one. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Let's yeah, do yeah, it. yeah. Keep yeah, that yeah, bit in, ahead. though, Dan. Okay. Yeah. And you keep the bit in where I'm talking to you, too. <laughs> <laughs> What's bapping, sports fans? Oh, okay, okay. I like that. That's good. Yeah, that's okay. a good one. That's fine. So, What's bapping? Uh, old Twitter crank. Remember Remember him? He was like yeah. the, the anti-Syria guy that was like leftists are being too kind to... That's uh, a, yeah. Assad I do remember, I do remember yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Um, you're sort of reclaiming it. I if, guess. if you said anything, yeah. Well, here's just a little funny anecdote. If you said anything about, um, Syria or whatever, what's bapping was liable to like pop up in your, your DMS. You've not tagged it. Just, you'd just find you. Wow. And, um, fuck it. Like, I remember like, I think Dan Beckner gained his ire once and he was getting replied to by what's bapping. Anyways, back when I was a, a single man on Tinder, yeah. I, uh, instead of saying, like, what's up when you're starting a conversation, I would say, like, yo, what's bapping? And, like, <sighs> every now and then someone would be like, what's that mean? I'm like, oh, it's just, like, a different way of saying what's up. I don't know. It's just <laughs> casual. Yeah. And um, then one day, I, like, you know, get a match and say, uh, well, I don't say what's bapping. Because I guess my move was, like, if... If I matched with you on Tinder, Stefan, instead yes. of saying like "hi," I would just say "Stefan" with an exclamation point. Okay, that's fine. And yeah, I guess for any of our single listeners, if you want to try this method that works probably thirty percent of the time, um, <laughs> and then most often they'd be like, you'd say like "Aaron" with an exclamation point or whatever, and you're like, "Sorry," and it's fun, and it's not just like, "Hey, how's it going?" That's and a good idea. Usually, yeah, and if it wasn't like, "Hey," if they didn't say anything interesting from that, instead of saying like "What's up" or whatever. I'd say what's bapping. And uh, then I get a match and I say like Stefan to her or whatever. And she says to me, Aaron, what's bapping? I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Does this person know who what's bapping is? Is this a. <laughs> and, and then if so, why would they say that to me? That's my thing. Yeah. And so did I say, did they know you maybe through Twitter? No, or? no, no, no. I just matched with their friend previously and said, was bapping and they thought it was uh, funny. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I got tricked. Uh, it's still but, really good. Yeah. Anyway, shout out to those women. Um, other news and notes before we get into the Canucks. Mm -hmm. uh, so Stefan and I were doing a, a keeper league with our, our discord, which yep. you can join the discord by going to patreon.com slash. I hate this team. Signing up. The Five Discord's a great. month gets you bonus podcasts. Yep. Four uh, bonus podcasts a month. That's right. Every second show. Yeah. And you get to support our fine program. Um, our team's not good. We did a little fan, 10 team keeper team. No. And we are, we are the last in the league in we scoring are. right now. But, um, but we, we did draft with an eye to the future. Yeah. So... I was wondering about that. Yeah. Because like, like, it made a lot of sense to me at the time, right? Like, I drafted yeah, yeah. the fucking team. 
Yeah. But uh, I'm thinking, I'm like, well, what's the point of winning in the future if we could win now? That is true. Yeah. I guess we could have drafted to win now. Yeah. And then the future, <laughs> you deal with it later. No, this is kind of funny in a fantasy league. It's like, oh, you fuckers better watch out in four years when maybe Kent Johnson hits. I guess the idea is that in three to four years, the team could be like insanely good, like better yeah. than you could draft right now. You know? Yeah, that's fair. I, 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 I've never been in a, a keeper league before, so I think the... Uh, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of patience is required. Like I, yeah. my, my other league, I have never made the playoffs since I took over the team. And when it's was my, that? It's my fourth year. Okay. Um, but John took... So got an expansion team like seven years ago, I think, and he has never made the playoffs either. Holy shit. The, the league's been around for 10 years and there's a guy who there's, I think there's one other guy who's never made the playoffs in, in the full 10 years. So like it's tough. It, it can be tough, but like, you know, if you, if you rebuild properly and you are patient, like you end up just like having like an insanely good team yeah. for like well, I, a decade. I mean, which is we, great. we have Sorokin and we have Vasilevsky in net and also like Vejmelka and, and, um, Danishek. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're set in net. You know, we've got, we got, we got a lot of down in the minors, Cody, yep. Zach Benson in the minors, Barlow, yep. Peter Gauthier. I mean, that's, that's pretty sick. And, yeah. and, you know, probably we'll get a high pick this year as well. The way probably, things are going. yeah, so, we're, we're, we're practicing what we preach and tanking. I, uh, I found what it is, is it makes, it makes like just hockey in general. Like, obviously it'd be fun if our team was like really good too, but yeah. like it does make it really, really fun to like follow a player's career. From like oh the yeah beginning. yeah if you have them as like yeah in your farm team yeah that makes so sense. like I so like I have uh, Leo Carlson in my other league right mm-hmm. and he's making his debut on Thursday like tomorrow and I'm so fucking excited appointment for viewing I'm I'm legit and it's like why would I ever be excited to watch an Anaheim Ducks game right and like yeah. now it's like I have a reason to watch like most teams in the league now, like most games that are happening most nights. And it's, yeah. it is kind of nice. It does make you like <laughs> hockey a lot more Be, being in five different leagues. It's like, no matter what game there's on, it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah. <laughs> hmm, Washington and uh, Ottawa tonight. Like I have Tim Stutzel in a couple of leagues. Like <laughs> let's go baby. Uh, yeah. It's interesting looking at our team too. Cause like in all the ones that I just drafted by myself, you have like your guys that you like hedge toward. Like I've never had McCarr or Jason Robertson in any oh. fantasy league ever. I mean, McCarr like, is off to a great start. They're good ass too. players, but I'm like, yeah. those aren't my guys. No, no. Because it's I, like in a league like this too. Like it'll sort of take you a while to get your guys right. Like, mm. like you know, McCarr and Jason Robertson. It's cool that we have them, but it's like with like Fantilli, it's cool because we'll have him from like day one, right? Yeah, that's and so true. you can see him like gradually get like better and better, and then eventually he's gonna have a year where he's like a six point fantasy player per game and it's just like oh my god mm-hmm. this fucking rocks well i look forward to that day and that then yeah. it's going to be all over for the who, uh, who knows the other what nine the, managers who knows what the canucks will look like in you know four years as yeah well, or right? even four days who the fuck knows um, oh man well they're back to normal i will say the yeah. vibes the vibes on this episode are more what you are <laughs> expecting um it was now i i i had the game on in the background because i was uh i was doing block party and then i was doing uh, a friend's stream mm-hmm. and the game was on early. It was on at 3 p.m. Pacific. Yeah, bullshit. And I was watching it in the shower on my phone after work as I was <laughs> washing the fucking filth and silica dust off of me. Oh, it was a bad game from what I saw. And I and I watched the highlights and stuff too. And I saw I mean the big talking point for me, I mean the whole team looked bad other than Demko really. Mm-hmm. Um 
Juleson, obviously, we need to get him off the team, and, and we kind of have a solution to that, and, and we'll talk about that later. There was a trade. Um, but Juleson is, like, not an NHL defenseman. Is, is, no. He seems like a nice no, guy, you know. It was a nice story for a bit, but I think that's, that ship has sailed. Um, uh, and then Tyler Myers. Yeah, oh my Tyler Myers God. was dreadful. Oh, fuck, oh, dude. There's, vintage there's one, Tyler there's one Myers play, form. There was one play... And I think, uh, I think the stanchion posted a, a video of it and oh, where he's like trying to block with his body and not focus on bro, the puck. Like he's, <laughs> he's got, so the puck is going back into the Canuck zone. He has like a few strides on the guy coming in. Obviously the guy coming in is faster. Mm-hmm. And instead of trying to beat him to the puck, Myers slows down and tries to kind of like pick him. And the guy just like pushes him into the boards. And then Myers like just loses control of the puck because he didn't get there and like he, his hockey sense is just like gone. Like it's, it was never like great to begin with. That was kind of always the critique is that he, you know, s- similar to a player like Vertanen, like obviously Myers is like a way more successful, better player than Jake Vertanen. Yeah, and actually, ha- and you know, he won, he won the Calder trophy. He's had some legitimately good years, but like he was never known for like his hockey sense or his hockey IQ. He was known for like being a good skater who was like a really big guy with a huge reach. Right. Yeah. And he still he still is a big guy. The skating is not there anymore as much. And the hockey sense has just gotten it's like cratered. But I mean, just watching him play, it's just I, I mean, no, who's gonna trade for him? No one's gonna trade for him. I think no. we're I think we're stuck with him. I do think they should legitimately bench him. And I I guess you'd start like Friedman in his place and you'd start someone else over Jolson, but like I I can't watch him anymore. Like he he actively makes the team so much worse. Yeah, like, I I still think if he's you know twelve minutes a night, whatever, I'm I'm fine with that. I I think uh, if they get their ideal lineup, it'll probably be Friedman sitting out. Yeah. Well. Okay. Friedman I should, seems I, to have good underlying numbers, which is interesting. Yes, it, it was like a smaller sample size, and his like player card, like the J Fresh player card. It had yeah. him as like ninety six or something super high. I can pull it up here, um, but uh, it was really elevated by his penalty drawing. Yeah, ninety five percent wins above replacement uh, with eighty four percent offense and sixty nine percent defense as like a depth defenseman, um, and then a hundred percent penalties, which he, is crazy. So- he seems like from what Penns fans were saying and Rat Brother in our Discord, I think, was saying this as well. He's like a shit disturber. Yes. Which is which is interesting. And it's just also interesting too, because I think you usually consider like that pest type player to be like a forward. Yeah. Like a fourth line forward, and you don't really consider them to be like a defenseman. Um, so that's a bit of a change. But I'm interested to see like I kind of want more shitheads on the team. So if he's like it's that so- and he and he like fights and hits, that's cool. Let's uh, I we kind of just got distracted talking about the game and went into the the trade for Friedman. So I guess yeah. let's outline the uh, the trade. So the Canucks they traded two spare parts and then uh, Jack Rathbone for what's his name Marcus Friedman, Mark Friedman. Uh, yes, Mark Friedman. And then I say spare parts because it's two players that will never, ever, ever, ever see the NHL. Uh, it was just like for contract. Corel Plastic, uh, who was then yeah. put on unconditional waivers. And then Ty Glover, who is like, I think he's 23. He was a college free agent signing in 2022, I think. He's a big guy, but I mean, there's no. Yeah, there's big not, center. He'll there. probably just go yeah. to Abbotsford. And I mean, sure, why not? But like, I don't think that really factors into it. The, the real meat and potatoes of the deal is the. Uh, 
seventh defenseman that we traded for a former uh, prospect defenseman in Jack Rathbone. Yeah, the Rathbone, former future I mean, of the team. He was he he was exciting for a little bit there, but he's had such a. I mean, it's not his fault necessarily. He's had like really bad luck with his development because it's gone through yeah. COVID. It's gone yeah, through taxi squad, injuries. COVID, not getting yeah. to play. The concussions he's had, like, stretched he's had, off like, the ice. Two, like, he's been stretched off the ice like twice. I want to say. I know at yeah. least once. He's had really bad concussions. Um, I think part of it is like whenever you watch him play. I mean, he's not very good defensively. No. Um, but he always seems to put himself in a position to get like hit or hurt. And he's a smaller guy. And it's like, you don't want to like blame the guy, obviously, but it's like when you're a smaller defenseman like that, like you have to, you have to be like Quinn Hughes where you're like shifty and smart and, and really, and smart positionally. And Mm -hmm. he doesn't seem to have that. And also, I mean, now in, in Pittsburgh, it's like, well, he's behind like Carlson Latang. Uh, they have PO Joseph, like in terms, like I, I don't see necessarily much more of an opportunity for him there. Than no, it was well, in Vancouver. Well, Pittsburgh is is taking a bunch of lottery tickets on guys that might pan out, and they like, yeah. don't need them to pan out right now, so it's fine to let them cook. Like I don't know what their organizational depth on D looks like on the left side or whatever. But yeah. if you look at Vancouver, like Jack Rathbone at this point was so far away from being the guy that gets called up to play. Like you would have to have the guys get hurt on the main roster, and then you would need um I guess Breezebois to remain hurt or not be able to play and you yeah. need Wolanin to not be able to play as well and then you would probably get to Rathbone so you would really have to have all of your depth on the left side like decimated in order yeah. for him to get an opportunity and then uh who's that other guy the the guy from Nanaimo Matt Irwin Matt Irwin yeah yeah you'd also need probably him to get hurt as well right oh Mark Friedman by the way is wearing Troy Stetcher's number 51 51 yes yeah um uh, Drance, so there, he had a availability. Friedman did today. Asked him about like the drawing penalties and how he's like really good at it. And oh, just do you have a secret? And Friedman responded by saying that he likes watching soccer. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's that's really good. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, okay. And uh, I saw another like quote of his saying that he he loves pissing people off, which. Any long-term That's, listeners oh. of the or long-time listeners of the show know that I love players that piss people off, little rat fuckers. We need that. We fucking need that. That's so good. I I really really like that. I hope he's a shithead out there. You know. I hope like if someone takes a run at at Petey or or Hughes, you know, like I, Freeman's not like necessarily like an enforcer, but I like the no. idea of him just getting out there and like pissing people off and going yeah, after people. I mean, you know defensively responsible like six seven eight d plays the right side like i'm seems to have good underlying numbers with a pretty small sample size that's great like if that gets Juleson off of the team and yes like i know as, as vancouver canucks fans like we love blaming everything on the death pieces yeah <laughs> which like i just think about like oh the fucking andrew alberts you piece of shit motherfucker like Aaron it's been Rome. going on since the beginning of time because like the Canucks have always had good high end talent, right? Yeah. Like very straight line from, you know, Hughes and Pedersen. And then you had the scenes before that and Nansen Bertuzzi and Bury before. Like there's only that really brief period where there was absolutely nothing since yeah. like really we've been alive. So it always does kind of come down to like, well, our good guys are really good. So the problem's got to be these these other bastards. 
So I, I think there might be a little bit of that going on with Juleson because the whole team was awful last night. That I don't know. The interesting thing about the Friedman trade and also the Lafferty trade is I think both of us agree like in vacuum they're good. And yeah. I think we also agree that like we've lost the war for rebuilding, right? Like they're not going to do it. So oh, it's future so funny. looking moves are just they're it, out the window. I mean, yeah. it's it's still funny. You you still see on Twitter and look, these are people that I in a vacuum and like devoid of context, I agree with them, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I mean, probably they should rebuild because chances are this won't work out. But at the same time, it's like, well, you have Petey, you have Hughes, you have Demko. I know it's not the ideal situation to be in with regards to your depth and, mm-hmm. and the position you're in, but you kind of have to try for it. And if you have to rebuild down the road, you rebuild down the road and yeah. you're probably going to have to anyway. So you might as well just go for it now. And it's it, people making the argument, like they're posting as if it's still a possibility that could happen. We're like, Oh, they need to do this. They need to do that. It's like, no, you, we lost. Yeah. Sorry. It's, it's like, it's, it's like, uh, the dying of the light, like trying to resist that or whatever the saying is. So, what I was thinking about earlier today is like, how do they, what has to go right for this plan to work? Because we, we've seen like the, the three games, like the blowout against Edmonton and then the holding on for dear life and kind of resilient win against Edmonton and then getting embarrassed by the fucking Philadelphia Flyers. So we've kind of seen it all over the last three games. And I mean, we agree they could be a playoff team. I think that's likely, especially if they play like they did in the first two games. Um, But what is the path to them winning a Stanley Cup? Uh, Other teams uh, fucking up and having a lot of injuries. Okay. I mean, legitimately, that's kind of like... And also, like, Willander becoming a top two defenseman. Karamaki becoming, like, a first-line winger. Like... Just basically hitting on fucking everything. Right. So, like, remember the the presser that Rutherford did a couple weeks ago, like, before the season started, where yeah. he said he thinks this is a playoff team if everything goes right, and they want to get to a position where they're a playoff team no matter what, and if everything goes right, they're, like, a cup winner. So, I, I'm wondering what management's plan is to get there, because their moves have been very focused on like raising the, the basement and like the floor of the team. And that's what like getting a Lafferty and getting a Friedman does. It's like, this isn't going to be a potential like lottery ticket. That's going to hit it big and like really propel us forward. Yeah. But it's, it's moves to try and prevent fucking games like last night from happening. Right. Yes. So exactly. We've been talking about like, should they trade the first pick this year? Do we think they're going to, to acquire depth or whatever? And I kind of feel like in order for their plan to to work, don't they need to like keep that at least those high end lottery tickets to like add that additional like potential deal breakers, even they, if it is like 14th overall they do, but, or 17th but I, overall? I think the way they're they're probably going to look at it is like if we if we are actually fully going for it now, mm-hmm. we, we've made our pick last year. We got Willander last year. We got LeCaramacchi the year before that. If we pick someone like 15th overall, 16th overall, whatever, this year, chances are they're minimum two years out, right? Right. So, like, at that point, they're probably like, well, we have LeCaramacchi coming in, we have Willander coming in in like a year. Uh, we, we should... Let's, let's forget this for now. Like, I think that's probably what, how they'll look at it, is like, now we're at a point where 
we can accelerate it you know yeah do they think like the the coffers are are full now after having two drafts I mean, where they I, still weren't picking with like a surplus of picks uh, i mean i think they're gonna i think it's just gonna be like it's full enough and like we need to we need to take a step forward now yeah and the only like, way to do that is if you're not trading the prospects is are, by trading your picks are you yeah like are you going to try and make like another heronic style deal i think that's what it would be yeah right yeah. like which I'm not even necessarily opposed to, especially if it's a defender and it's like another yeah. heroic quality defender. Great. Sign me up, whatever. I don't know how you make that fit financially. I think maybe the more likely thing is they try and throw as many like band-aids on this year to raise the floor. Yeah. And then next year when they have a bunch of money coming off the books, I think they might be like free agent spenders. So who's who like, are the, so like Brett Pesci, for example, is a pending UFA, yeah. right? Like, yeah. yes, you could probably acquire him this season with like draft capital and shit, or you could be like, we're going to try and make the playoffs this year and then throw money at him at free agency. Like, yes, Ronick's going to need a raise. Obviously, Pedersen, if he resigns, is going to need a raise, but I don't necessarily see them bringing back like a Beauvillier, right? Caps I could apparently going to rise. Mean, I guess how so? How much cap space are they probably going to have next year? Right? Because uh, they have to sign Pedersen and Hronik, right? Which is going to take up a lot. Yes. Right? So cap friendly for the Canucks right now. So Let's see. if no one gets re-signed for next season, they're sitting at thirty-one and a half million. Okay. That could so, open up. So and that's that's assuming it goes up like a certain amount. Uh, that is with a projected cap of 87.5 so that's with the cap raising four million okay which is which is what they're projecting yeah so let's say you sign Pedersen for 11 million mm-hmm. which i think it's going to be more than that but let's say it's 11 million yeah that's that's like 20 million left right yeah and then you sign heronic for what Six seven and a half? seven say right? seven like so B, we'll say seven whatever. that's 30 you have 13 million left at that point right and then you um, flush out a roster eh you're still going to need, I mean, Beauvillier, Bluger, Lafferty, Joshua, uh, Myers, Ian Cold, they're all Friedman, they're all free agents. So you're going to have mm-hmm. to fill up some depth that way. But presumably you've got maybe LeCaramacchi coming in. You've got maybe someone like Baines coming in. Um, you've, you've got, and like, you know, Mikheyev will be back at some point as well, right? So like, yeah. you're not as concerned about like the winger depth and stuff there. So like, let's say you have 13 million left. Um, uh, well, let's, let's bring it down to like, Eight million, right? Yeah, maybe you bring back like Cole at two instead of three because he's going to be a year older sure. type of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's say you've you've got like eight million left to fill like two more spots or something. Like, yeah. you're not you're not gonna unless you get rid of more well, salary. And they're aggressively looking to move Connor Garland and are willing to retain up to thirty percent, which would right, give them 1. an 5. additional three three and a half million, and a half approximately. million. Yeah. yeah. Assuming they don't bring an, in another contract, right? Yeah, so, well, it seems like the focus is like getting D and or clearing up cap space with right. it. So, so, so let's say they let's say they re-sign Pedersen for 11, they re-sign Hronik for 7. Mm-hmm. They have, and then, you know, they get rid of Garland. You've got, let's say, 11 million-ish to play with, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is that enough to sign Nylander if he... It hasn't signed with Toronto, yeah, would, right? Would this management group want to re-sign someone or would want to sign someone like that? Because you've got, you know who they, you know who they would go after, which mm. I don't think, 
The only connection is the Pittsburgh connection, obviously. But Jake Gensel, right? Oh, yeah. Is someone they That'd might go after. But he's also like an American player. Yeah. Like, the only connection to Vancouver is that Rutherford and Alvin are here, right? I'm, so, and, and you, so I feel like you really rarely see the super big name American free agent signing in Canada like that. No. Right? Um, so that's probably not a possibility. But, you know, someone like Nylander, he's going to command a lot of money. He mm-hmm. looks great this year. Um, mm-hmm. Stamkos is apparently on the outs with Tampa Bay. But Stamkos be, would be a really funny one if they did a Matt Sundin with Steven that's Stamkos. What I was thinking, Could you imagine? He's, he's 35 years old, right? Yeah. But if, if you sign him to like a big deal for like two years or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think the thing is there's other teams that would sign him for longer probably, right? Yeah, I'm um, like sure he could. And it's it's not like it's that Vancouver team that was like kind of on the precipice. And then yeah. it's a... Uh, a Vancouver team that isn't as on the precipice. There's players like, I mean, here's someone that kind of gives me like maybe in terms of, I, I don't know if he's a comparable player, but like it feels like the type of signing the 2011 Canucks would have made like the Samuelson signing is like Toivo Teravainen, right? Like okay. That, kind yeah. of, that sort of feels like a Samuelson style signing to me, right? Um, yeah. Brady Shea is a, is a free agent. Pesci is a free agent. Uh, Marcia. So, but these guys are older, mm-hmm. right? Like Marcia. is going to be 34. Uh, Brady Shea is going to be like 31. Um, I don't know. There's, there's some interesting, I mean, Lindholm, right? Lindholm is someone that I, 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 Lindholm I would, would have be a very for. interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's Swedish, right? So we know there's a history with Vancouver and Swedish players mm-hmm. too, but Brandon um, Montour, like he's going to, yeah. he's going to require a lot of fucking money, but yeah. And I mean, I don't know if you want to sign a, for a lot of money, a defenseman that's like their whole thing's mobility. That'll be, like 31 at the time that he yeah he signs I, right and especially I, coming off an injury but i do think i do think someone like i think bovillier is gone i don't think there's any reason for that he's Dude, also start he started the year pretty bad he's a, he, he had seemed, two shifts in the third period last night yeah talkett is not a fan of his right now i don't think um so i i don't know i mean i i think it, the thing that annoys me is like i mean i guess I, I i say like why aren't they trying to trade him maybe they are right and we just haven't heard about it but also, yeah. like, what, val- what value does he have right now, right? I mean, I guess no, he is a free agent. Right? Like it's an expiring be, contract yeah. so that is that is sort of valuable. Um, but he doesn't he hasn't really brought much to the table so far this year. And I don't know. I will also say Bo Horvat, zero points so far this year. So he's, <laughs> he's back on track. That's Man, the Islanders, the Islanders coat, like, they are just, it's just where offense goes to die. Yeah. Like, it's just brutal. Sam Reinhardt's uh, a pending UFA. And he's, is he local? Is he is from? He? Is he from BC? He's from the. He's from. He, uh, he played in the WHL. Says Kootenai he, College here. Uh, yeah. Which I think means Kooten, the Kootenai Ice of the oh, WHL. Oh yeah, just said call. Well, I'm on Sport Track, which. Uh, yeah, I'm also on a, there too. Yeah, yeah he's uh, from North Vancouver. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, he's a he's a solid player as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's a but the other thing is like it's sort of a fool's errand looking at free agents now, right? Yeah. Because there's so much time to like so resign. So many right? of them are going to be that, resigned. That shows how so. bad last night's game was. It was we're looking forward to 2024 to free fucking agency. Woo! Well, the other thing that I'm a little worried about is, I mean, I will say like anecdotally, the Canucks always seem to do bad on like the first game of like an Eastern swing. Right. 
Yep, no, that and seems about right. They always seem to do bad when they're playing much earlier than usual. In this case, they were playing at 3 yeah, p.m. Pacific. They were playing at nap time. I know this is copium, but, you know, it's Philadelphia's home opener. It's a Tortorella coach team. Like, you know, they're going to mm-hmm. come out hard. They were they were skating hard. The, oh, they were completely uh, outplayed. Couturier's first game in two years, he scores a sick penalty shot goal. Like, you know, that the was players badass, are like, yeah. they're rallying around him as well. So, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I think... It, it did have the makings of a trap game, and obviously that's what it turned out yeah. to be. But the Tampa game also feels like a trap game to me, too, because they've started the year really not looking great. Yes. Um, they're not, they obviously don't have the goaltending. Uh, they've lost to Detroit, Ottawa, and Buffalo, kind of the three big up and coming teams in the East. Um, uh-huh. and, and they have not looked good. So, I mean, are they due for just like a big blowout win at some point? And is yeah. it going to be against the Canucks? I wouldn't bet it's- against it. Well, it'll be interesting to see how the Canucks respond after this really big stinker of a game. Like, it, Tockett had his. Uh, did you listen to his presser after the uh, after the? I was going to say he the show, but happy. after the game, no, he was he, not happy. He did the yeah. thing where he's like, "I don't want to call him soft, but we have to compete more." So he didn't do like the outright uh, sin of a coach that will create yeah. discourse for the next week about calling a hockey player soft. Yeah, it's like calling somebody a goof in Canadian prison. Yes. Yeah. You don't fuck around with that. Yeah. Um, and where the fuck is I going with this? Uh, so like he went in on him and yeah, I, I liked that. It's also like a lot of the, just the same stuff that we heard from green and Boudreaux about like, uh, they're not competing hard enough. They're giving up too many, odd, too many odd man rushes. They're sending too many people in deep. Like it's, Really, the exact same stuff that we've seen for the last like three, four years, whatever. But yeah. I like how he takes it head on. Yeah, and he's, I, I like how I he's mean, saying the same stuff bef- like after that the second Edmonton game where they were yeah. like fiercely outshot and stuff, right? Oh, I mean that's what you want to see, right? And then obviously they had the, the really hard practice and everything mm-hmm. too. So like, I I don't know. I mean I think Tockett is is refreshing, but I think you do run the risk of if if you if he's doing this like. I mean, players will get tired of this if it's like, and again, it's we're three games in. They're two yeah. and one. Uh, you know, just Pretty as good. much as people, just as much as people were like rushing to be like the Canucks are back after two games. Now we're like ah, the Can- the Canucks are back after the third game. You know what I mean? It and harshed like, my buzz, man. Oh, it absolutely <laughs> did because I I was I was hoping it would they would at least score a fucking goal, and I guess they did, and it was taken away. Which yeah, is really I think annoying. we mentioned uh, the station earlier in uh, in the show, but. He posted the fucking uh, Buffalo goal on Luongo where he, well, oh, Luongo dude. just gets I'm pushed still, into the net. I'm still mad about that. Like the most obvious, like how the fuck was that a lot? Anyway, I can't, I, that was such bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh man. That, that and the, uh, and the disallowed goal against LA. The was it? Daniel was it? Sedin. Yeah, the Daniel Sedin just yeah, goal against LA. They called it a kick or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, also bullshit. When, when, the, when the guy reviewing it was a former LA Kings player as well. Oh, I, I don't remember that wrinkle. I but... believe I believe that was the case. Yeah. Um. But anyway, it's just, huh, we're back, baby. I do think they will bounce back against Tampa tomorrow because I they can't play much worse than they did. No, yesterday. that was that was just a really really terrible hockey game, and yeah, I was looking forward to it. Like, Dude, I was excited for it too, man. I, I will say this: it's it's nice to feel something. Um, yes, it's it's nice to be disappointed, right? Like yeah. if this happened last year, it'd be like, okay, all right, well, yeah, I mean, here we go. That's yep. what we expected. Yep, there right. we go. That's my Canucks. But now, yeah. like they score, I'm like, fuck, 
God damn it, get it together. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Tyler Mars, what are you doing? <laughs> Juleson, we had it. We were going to be on the fucking power play, and you have to get it. It's oh. to get fucked. God yeah. damn it. Um, yeah, really, really frustrating game to watch. And like, the Canucks' best players didn't look good. Like, there's a few uh, flashes of brilliance from Patterson just like holding on to the puck, but like everything else didn't seem to be there on that. That one chart, you know, the one that's got the bars that go one way and then the other way with the players in the middle and it shows their like impact defensively and uh, offensively. Yeah. A graph that Pedersen is routinely at the top of. He was oh, second yeah. worst next to Tyler Myers. He didn't have a great game. Myers no. was so far to the left that they like had to add stuff to. Like, yeah, the no, access. they made the graph bigger than it usually is. It's crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and like they, they pushed back at the end of the first period. I'm like, OK, well. If they just keep playing like this, like, yeah, they got off to a slow start. It's an earlier game. And then they just like shit the bed again for like the entirety of the second period. Most of the third. Um, it just it looked like they couldn't get anything going. It was just really bad to watch. And I hope that there aren't more games like that this year. I know I'm going to be it's somewhere in the middle is fine. Yeah, I think I'm going to be on my like layover during during the game tomorrow. So Maybe I'll I'll go to an airport bar and ask them to put the game on or something. But uh, yeah, uh, well, like if you're on a layover, you wouldn't even be able to watch Sportsnet now on your phone, eh? No, I know that's true. I need Ugh. I need like a VPN or something. But um, yeah, I I'll be able to I'll watch like an illegal stream or something. But yeah, I'll, you know, I'll, go, I'll go to the airport bar and see what's going on. I guess. And it was like um, last year when I went to. Uh, actually, we mentioned Dan Beck. This is the second Dan Beckner shout out on the show. Yeah. Uh, I went to watch Arcade Fire at Edmonton as his, yeah. as his guest and at like in between bands or whatever. Yeah. Or maybe everyone was, I think when the opener was on, I was like watching the third period of the Canucks and San Jose Sharks. It was like a November game that the Canucks, yeah. it went to overtime, I think. It sounds right. Yeah. It's, Didn't Kuzmenko it, score? Something like that. It was a game that was like, oh, they can lose this one. And then they didn't right. lose it. I think they won like a shootout or something. I think I think maybe that's the one that Kuzmenko... I know Kuzmenko had an OT winner against the Sharks. I'm pretty uh, sure. Maybe, yeah, but. maybe that was the game. Anyways, I, uh, I've been there. Try yeah. to catch the Canucks on your phone. You got to do what good. you got to do. Well, what I, what I might sicko. is they are playing the Panthers at 4 p.m. on, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I think it would be so sick to go to like a sports book in Vegas Oh and yeah! Just watch like a bunch of hockey games and you for can like a gamble little bit. on it too. Gam- oh, I'm gonna be putting some bets down. I think. Nice. Yeah. yeah. You can. That's, uh, well, that's gonna be Stefan. Americans don't know shit about hockey. You hear about this? Dude, I'm so tired of that ad already. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I'm fucking tired of that ad. I'm so. I'm also really tired of gambling ads in general more now than ever before because. Um, a player on my favorite soccer team on Newcastle mm-hmm. is apparently in trouble for betting on his previous team in Italy. Uh-oh. Uh, and he did it in Evander Kane? Or? He, well, yeah, like he was betting on his own team. Like, I think there's a chance he might get suspended for like a year plus, if not longer. So, <laughs> And he was like their huge signing this past summer as well. So I'm not, I'm really annoyed at sports betting, but I will still put some bets down. I might, you know what I might do is, um, I might put some money down on Rick Tockett to win the uh, coach of the year. I think, I think yeah, I that's see a that good, happening. I think that's a good bet. I think yeah. you'll get decent odds for it. Um, yeah. 
And I mean, if they do make the playoffs, it's like a very, very easy narrative to pick up on. It's yeah. like, all right, Rob Rendemore or whatever. Who would the other favorites be? Let's look. Yeah. Vegas. The other favorites odds, would, would be like, it would be like the Sabre. It would be Don Granato. The okay, Sabres yeah. coach. Um, it would be like, it's always, it's generally speaking, unless it's a team that just absolutely destroys. Cause I think Jim Montgomery won last year, right? When Boston just had like the greatest year of all time in the regular yes. season. Yeah. So Daryl Sutter the year before, interestingly. Yeah. So I, I think it, it's like, generally speaking, it's like either a team just blows the doors off the league mm-hmm. or it's, it's a team that's like gotten to the next level or a team that wasn't expected to make the playoffs and makes the playoffs. Right. So like the Canucks making the playoffs, that would get talking in there. Um, same with Buffalo making the playoffs, Ottawa making the playoffs, Detroit making the playoffs. Like those are the teams that are generally going to, I think the, the way the nominations seem to work to me usually is like two coaches that were on shitty ish teams that made the playoffs or like young teams that made the playoffs and mm-hmm. one coach of a really good team. Right? Yeah, no, that, that tracks. I'm looking at the, uh, the, the Jack Adams futures on DraftKings right now. And Talkit is tied for third best odds behind okay. Rod Brindamore and behind Lindy Ruff, who are plus yeah. 700 and plus 900. DJ yeah. Smith, Rick Talkit, Jared Bednar, Bruce Cassidy are all plus 1,200. I'm surprised Granado's not, uh, not higher on there. Yeah. Don Granado is actually plus 2,000. That's, that's a good bet, I feel like. Yeah. Because Buffalo, I think, will start to turn it around a little bit. They haven't had the best start to the year. But no. That's they, not a bad bet. They won overtime yesterday. Yeah, against Tampa. Fuck. Connor Bedard is minus 170. The next closest that's, is Logan Cooley at plus 650. That's that's so funny. I mean, Bedard hasn't gotten like a ton of points, but every time I watch him play, oh, he's man, just he, like... Oh, man, he looks he, real good. He's, I, I guarantee at some point in the next, I would say two weeks, he's going to score an absolutely obscene goal. Like, he's gotten so close, right? Like, he's had a few ridiculous shots that have like just missed. And he's had a few uh, moments where he's like skated through the entire defense, right? And mm-hmm. he, it's it's going to happen at some point in the next couple of weeks, and it's going to be so sick. I can't wait. Even though it is Connor Bedard playing for Chicago, I'm not too happy about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, <sighs> Logan Cooley, not a bad bet. Um, I think like Fantilli probably has decent odds as well. Quint, uh, Luke Hughes probably has decent odds. Luke but... Hughes was uh, was third. I pulled up another yeah. one here. Let's see. Let's no, see. I, I, I was looking to see if if uh, if Taka was any lower on this other one because it mentioned Don Granado when I was doing my Google search, but no. I think a good bet for Norris Trophy odds. I mean, obviously Kale McCarr is probably going to win, but um, yeah. I think Heiskanen is a good is a good bet because Dallas is going to be so good, right? Yeah. Same odds as Quinn Hughes and Charlie McAvoy right now. Yeah. Plus 1400. I, I would, I would put money on, on Heiskanen for sure. I think, um, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to do, I think what I'll do is I'll put some bets in like long-term bets and, and I'll put some bets in for like when I'm there as well, you know? Yeah. I get a little bit of both. And then like, yeah. what's the worst happens? You have to go down to Vegas and collect your money. Shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's fine uh, by me. Other Canucks news. I guess yes. like we talked about a bit on the last podcast, but Connor Garland looks like he's going to get traded pretty soon. There's yes. been a few reports. So I heard Dolly Wall say today that like, while people do make it, it seem like it's close, it's not necessarily as close as you might think. 
But you had Kevin Weeks today saying that the Canucks are willing to retain up to 30%. And there was something pretty recently from Friedman in his written 32 thoughts that I saw a Taj post about. Oh, is it about how Dante Fabro is probably not getting traded now because of the Luke Shen injury? Oh, no, but that does make sense. Yeah, Luke Shen's yeah. expected to be out four to six weeks. Yeah. Um, so they're less likely to trade him. But right. that was, I guess, someone they were talking about. Okay, so, so th- this was Elliot, not from the written 32 thoughts, but from uh, Real Kipper and Born. Okay. Quote, I really thought Nashville was going to be the team for Garland, but now I'm not convinced anymore. That might be the Dante Fabro thing. Okay. Uh, I can see Winnipeg being in on Garland, but someone told me to pump the brakes. They can't do it. And then Elliot said, I wonder about Columbus and Washington for Garland. Okay. Washington is an interesting one. Washington is an interesting one. I don't know what they're... Well, look, we did this before, right? Let's we did do this it last again, episode. yeah. We can pull up their cap friendly, too. Let's see. Who do we got? Let's see. I mean, I, I, they do have some decent defensemen to trade. Um, I, I, I think in terms of like players they're not going to trade, they're not trading Sandine. They're not trading uh, Fairberry. Uh, they're not trading Carlson. I mean, they're probably not trading Jensen, but those, those are all like big, big ish contracts anyway. Yeah. Um, other than Sandine. Um, just looking at their defenseman, Alexiev is 23 years old. He signed for, I guess he's on his ELC. It looks like maybe he signed until 25, 26. Yeah. Um, just over league minimum. Lucas Johansson, I know made the team this year. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. So cap space, they've got. Not a lot, I don't think. No, they're like right below the Canucks on uh, on cap so you, space, so it'd probably have to be would, even money in and out. Man, would it would it be just like you'd take back Anthony Mantha, but he makes more, is the thing. And but then they like, give you like a pick or something. I don't know how it would work. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I have. Yeah, he does make more, and, and he's he like another winger. Too. Yeah, and he's bad. Like he is not good. Um, boy. Yeah, I'm just looking at their their minor league team as well in terms of defensemen. Um, I know they have uh, Hardy Haman Aktel, who people seem to like, but he's down in the minors. He's a, he's a lefty. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but I've heard he's only 20 and people seem to like him as Vincent Iorio. I'm assuming that's how it's pronounced. Okay, but I don't think you're getting players like that. No, it would need it, to be like money in, money out. So like. I don't know where the, the match is there with Washington, unless you're taking like Trevor Van Riemsdyk. Yeah, he's 32 years old, signed for three more years, right? Like I yeah, just like that. I guess it's as long as the rest of the Garland deal, but I don't think that's really the the solution on D. Is he like is he like an NHL level defenseman at least? I mean, I think he is, but is that is that a type of player you want? Like like the Dylan Demello one to me from Winnipeg is sort of my target. Uh, if, yeah. if I had a choice, well, we were, we were told that, um, he's quite good. That he's quite good. So yeah. And that would be like a, a King's ransom for Garland. So I doubt that's yeah. going to happen. Probably not. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Van Riemsdyk here, Trevor has yeah. played, uh, over 500 games in the NHL. Okay. Yeah. He's, uh, been a, been a plus player that entire time. All right. What that's worth. 112 okay. points. I don't know. He yeah. played 75 games last year, seven goals, 16 assists. Seems sure. like an NHL defenseman. It seems fine. Yeah. Yeah. Advanced stats. Let's see. Uh, I mean, I need to, I need to see like his player card or whatever, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, I guess when you look at Washington capital player cards. Yeah. 
Let's do maybe that. that. Maybe that's the target then, right? I mean, you're still you're getting a little bit less money back. You're getting a defenseman. He's a he's a right side D. I don't know. Maybe that maybe there's something there. Um, but I feel like also Washington's in kind of. It's also kind of like why would Washington make that trade? Yeah, right? like are they just trying to get more offense? Because they've been like, pretty miserable from what I've I've seen. I watched like I mean, part of one of their games. I forget against whom. They look like shit. Oh man, I'm just looking at their uncap friendly. I forgot they fuck man. They signed Tom Wilson till twenty thirty thirty one. They gave him the, the six point five. That's so bad. Yeah. Oh like, my give, God. give me JT Miller. Thank you. Oh yeah. The Miller contract <laughs> like Miller contract's not great, but it's better than that. That is a brutal contract. Holy shit. Yeah, that's like four years after Ovechkin presumably retires. He's still yeah. signed at six and a half. Yeah. God damn, dude. That is that is crazy. So may, maybe maybe T V R is the uh is the target there. I don't know. I um my player cards up to date here. When was this updated? April twenty twenty two. That's the wrong year. Uh he seems at the very least like an NHL level defenseman, so that's yeah. Good. But did they? When did they sign him? Did they just sign him this year, or did he play with them last year as well? Ben Reemsay. Because he, he played for Carolina. Oh yeah. no, he's played with them for a he's while. He's played with okay. them for a while. It was Chicago. Really Carolina, showing Washington. our asses here. This is West Coast media bias. I know. Well, t- he's not exactly the most exciting player, I guess. No. But <laughs> okay, so like Nick Jensen's GSVA is sixty-seven. Oh, this is last year's Matt Urban seventeen. Trevor Van, Van Riemsdyk is uh, 66 percentile, 1.9 GSVA. Okay. All right. Sure. Yeah. Oh, it says top four defenseman here. 6'3", okay. 191. That could work. I'm yeah. here for it. Maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's the target, you know? Um, I don't know if necessarily Washington fans want to do that. No, uh, if we I have don't any see Washington it. fans who listen, I mean, let us like, know. Why, why would you? Yeah, we, I think we know a decent amount about hockey, but I, I don't know enough that I know if Trevor Van Riemsdyk is still like a good NHL defenseman. So let us know. Um, mm-hmm. But that is the type of player you're targeting with a Garland trade, I think. Yeah, um, it's, you're not going to get. Man, what a fucking bad trade that, that Jim Benning did there. That Dude, piece of shit. I can't. <laughs> it. I can't believe it. It is somehow getting worse. It is like day on. by day, man. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, man, if they just didn't do that, they would have had to buy out OEL. They would have had another, it was 11th pick, right? Or is it 10th? Uh, it was 10th, I think. Yeah. yeah. Was it 9th or 10th? It was, or, I mean, was it I know it was, No, you're right. It's 9th. It was 9th, I yeah. think. Yeah. It was Dylan Gunther. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to. Could have had him or somebody else. Too much, but uh, God. yeah. So maybe, maybe, I mean, TVR is like a, like an, if he's like an Ian Cole type player, like level player, like that's fine. You know, yeah, that works. Anything's better than, that's way Neil better Wilson than the alternative or Tyler Myers. So. I'm all, I'm, I'm, I'm Mr. Build from the back out now, man. Oh, absolutely. It, I mean, just having like Susie, I, I feel like he didn't look horrible. Did he? I didn't watch the whole no, game. No, like I, uh, I guess like no one looked great other than Demko, but. Yeah, like I, I didn't really watch the second period that much. I was recording a podcast, so I had the game like on mute, but I wasn't paying full attention to it, uh, as you would not want your podcast host to do that necessarily. Um, yeah. But uh, I didn't really notice him in the preseason. I didn't think he looked all that great. So eh, I'm, I'm sure he'll pick it up. But yeah, you, yeah. you get a Carson Soucy level defenseman. You just got like some bodies back there. Um. 
I wanted to say this earlier and completely forgot. Another Dolly Wall thing is that the Canucks still have interest and are talking to Ethan Bear's camp. So that's the yeah. other thing about a potential Connor Garland trade is that if you do open up that million and a half dollars of extra space, even if you get like another forward back, assuming that the deal expires sooner. So there was like a a center that was rumored to be coming in a part of a potential package with um, the damned Winnipeg Jets. Yes. Um, and I was like, why would they get another forward? But if it opens up the space to get Ethan Bear, and like you also get a forward that has like a positional need in the organization, like maybe yeah. Bluger's out for longer than we think he's going to be. Sure, I'm here for it. Because yeah. then, then if it's like on your right side, Hronik Bear Myers, Freeman as your seventh D, sweet. Could be worse. Maybe you put Freeman in there instead of Myers. Who's to yeah. say it's crazy, you know? I think like the <sighs> club like likes Myers, like he's liked in they the wanna, room. I think they want to like do make, right make by him, money. I'm sure. And, yeah, he's been with the organization, I, blah, blah, I blah. I guess part of it is like, it's as stupid as this is, I think they probably think it looks worse to have your $6 million defenseman, even though they didn't sign yeah. him and they're actively trying to get rid of him. It probably looks worse just on a, a you know, it, it looks worse to have him on the bench and not playing right. And scratched than it does to have him look playing. Mm -hmm. Although I would argue the exact opposite, but uh, you have to think that's probably what they're thinking here. Mm -hmm. Um, which is, uh, unfortunate. I, we have one year left basically. It, right. And, and then we're done. With yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, back to the Garland thing. Like, it seems like the deal's going to happen, right? Because well, he got the new agent. And since he's got the new agent, there seems to just be like this constant leak of information about like these teams are interested. Like, hey, remember this story? Yeah. So yeah. the agent's got to be like leaking this information to your oh, yeah. Friedman's and your Weeks's of the world just to get it yeah. out there. So the, the pressure is on Vancouver in order to get the, uh, the deal done. And apparently, uh, fuck, what was it? I'm going to be misreporting here, misreporting what I heard on the radio. But Dolly Wall <laughs> said that uh, the Canucks had an, I think he said there was an offer with Garland that would have, they would have had to retain 1.9 instead of 1.5. And they didn't want to do and it. And they didn't do it. So okay. like, that's good. That is good. I mean, 1.5 <laughs> is like, I mean, I pr preferably you're retaining nothing and giving up no draft picks, but that's yeah. clearly not. No, I don't think that's in the Going cards. to happen, unfortunately. Um. So yeah, I think if it's one point five, whatever, man. At this, I just 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 trade him. He doesn't yeah, want to be here. I just, that, I also just want like a deal. Fuck it. Anything reminding me of that deal, I want out of the team. Even though Garland's not like a horrible player or anything, I just, I no, I can't. I'm a staunch I don't want to remember that defender. Trade. Whoever gets you know? him will probably like him. I want everything Benning related, other than like Demko, Hughes, and Pedersen off the team. Oh you know? man, Demko last night. He looks. Whoa, he's back mama. in. He's back in his Vezina. Uh, yeah, here. he looks he, good. That's actually that's another bet I might make. That's actually really. Did you see that glove save that he made where he like that, sprawled out? Yeah, and, it's oh he's my crazy. god, he's so good. I, I'm. Oh man, I mean, you know, they, they lost to nothing to Philadelphia. It could have been worse, obviously. Um, if he's playing like that every night, we they they will make the playoffs. I think. Yeah. Yeah, if he because plays I don't like that think the rest night. of the team is going to play like that every night. And if I they do, well, not. we're going to have a really fun year of podcasting. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm, I am genuinely very interested in how they bounce back against Tampa Bay. Like previous years, like you said, it's like that Philadelphia game was like, that's just kind of what it was, right? Like that's what the team always was. And so like now it's, it's more like, I am interested to see like how they bounce back. Right. Like Mm -hmm. to me, it's like if they play like shit against Tampa again, uh, I, I don't want to say all of my hope will be gone after the first two games of the year, but it's going to be fucking close. Yeah, it's right? going gonna, gonna to dwindle. So it will be interesting but, to see, like, yeah, how they how they respond and like how much fortitude they have, because what we saw last year was they kept choking these leads and you could tell that they were just mentally weak with it. So are you able to segment that one game and then just focus on your process and what you have to do and come out and play hard like you did on the, the first two games? Right. I hope so. Like if they, if they come back and like they lose like a one goal game or they lose an overtime or whatever and they played well. Yeah. I'm not going to be as mad, right? No, that's it. That's it. It's like, it's how they are playing because yes. yes, they were shelled in that second game against Edmonton, but they, they played better than when they were shelled against Philadelphia. Like yeah. the, the effort looked different and it's not just that, you know, Edmonton was letting in one in every four shots, right? Yeah. Because their goaltending sucks. Like there is, they weren't giving up those type of chances to Edmonton. Yes. Those like rushes and stuff. Like they, they were competing and just up against a team that is like better than them. Yeah. With a lot to play for in their home opener, et cetera. So, so long as they come out and they, they play good hockey that I'm like, Yes, I like cheering for this team. Then uh, yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah, the absolutely. Other, other thing, practice today. No Pedersen. No, but I think it's. It sounds like it's just like a or whatever. Day, yeah. Although, again, with this team and the way things have gone, like it's so hard to fucking take the. When I hear maintenance day, I hear oh, that means they're out for a month. Yeah. You know what I mean? So <laughs> we'll see. I guess. Intr- so. <laughs> On uh, at practice, so they had Lafferty skating with Kuzmenko and Garland in, in yeah. Pedersen's spot, and then they had Mikheyev on the fourth line with Stanika and Hoaglander. I wonder if that means Mikheyev's any closer, or is he just there as like a body? I I don't know. That's another one where I, I just I just feel like again, is it like is it? Is he gonna? Is he just gonna be out for the year? Like, is it just gonna be one of those things where he's not the year, but like the rest of maybe this year? Right? No. Like, well, like he's skating, and from what I've heard with this injury, it's like you need he'll need at least like a full week of being like contact ready in practice, yeah. like raring to go. And and Taka's yeah. comments, he's been very non-committal about whether or not we'll see him on this road trip. So. Yeah. I think it's encouraging that he's with the team and he's been like cleared for contacts and stuff, but we're going to have to see him like busting his ass out there for a while in order to like actually get him back into the lineup. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know it like yet yesterday's practice. Yeah. I guess they didn't have a practice yesterday, but the, the one on uh on Monday is he was skating as like a eighth defenseman with like, uh, because Susie had him in back it. Right. So I think it was like a D pairing of Susie and Mikheyev. Yeah. Or maybe it was Susie and Hirose. So, yeah, I guess we'll we'll find out because that we'll would find really out. We'll help see. the team as well, especially if he's yeah. like as good as he was last year. Plus, can skate. I guess with a reconstructed ACL, we shouldn't be expecting him to be the 
the speed demon that he we, should be uh, better than he should be better than like Bovillier is right now though. Oh Hopefully. yeah, and no, Bovillier has been a, a hot pile of nothing, folks. Ah, uh, well, here we are, Woo. back to normal. This is the this is the I hate this team. Yeah, you know and love. This yeah, is no, what I feel bad with. that like uh, the podcast is called I hate this team, and I've been like really liking the team. So yeah. we're back at it. Um, we're back to normal. We're back yeah. with this is this is what you're used to. But again, here's the difference. Hopefully the Canucks bounce back next game and win, and we can yeah. keep cheering for them. Not, uh, I hope they lose so we can get uh, Macklin Celebrini. Yeah, I mean that's not happening. They're they're not going to be that bad. Well, uh, which is well, uh, 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 no, I agree. They're not going to be that bad. No, they're not. No, uh, they're going to make the playoffs. Goddamn it! And then every other team is going to get really hurt, and we're going to win. That's that's the spirit. That's that's how you got to think. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they're, they're, they just have to play Edmonton. Easy sweep. Yep. There you go. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, everyone. Go Canucks, go. Did somebody say just A little sushi while I watch a movie. But buy a salad while I sing a ballad. Need some ice cream, make it a swirl. Gotta treat this California girl. Somebody say just